so sad. I keep cutting out. What was the last thing you heard? Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> I feel like the enemy is just like. Anyways, technologies from the enemy. Keep that. Amen. Technology is Satan's way of intervening in our. Bro. No. <laughs> Like, she, she's thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> she said, mm. "The enemy is." He's gotta do. He's gotta play, pray over this. I'm like Lord, I pray the next time it works. I pray that next time when she connects, that she may complete her assignment with the no disconnection. I, I bless. This connection in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so angry. <laughs> God's got you. Recording. Um. So I'm just gonna go back. I'm gonna read what I read so that I can get my train of thought back. So he talks about how he's ministering to the Gentiles, and he says. Yet I have written to you quite boldly on some points, points or subjects to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister to Jesus Christ of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And so again, he's speaking on, like he spoke boldly and bluntly on these subjects to produce sanctification. And I think about you know, if I were reading this letter, if I were reading this book of Romans, like, there are some things that I'd be low-key bummed about or discouraged, like, well, crud, that's me, and I'm doing that, or, like, and again, he has that ebb and flow of, like, I'm building you up, for example, let me flip back right yonder, he talks about his longing to visit Rome, he longs to see you so that I may impart you some spiritual gift to make you strong, that is, you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, Paul who was Saul and then went blind and then Ananias found him and like the guy that was killing Christians, the main kill, well, I don't know if he was a main, but he was a big one, killer of the Christians is mutually encouraged with the church or churches of Rome's faith. That is a very impressive and like pat on the back comment for like Paul to be, if Paul came out to me and he was like, I'm mutually encouraged by your faith. I'd be like, brother like thank you <laughs> because it's Paul and so he says that and then he goes into this whole thing about how humanity is sinful and about how he says you therefore have no excuse to pass judgment on someone else for at whatever point you judge another you're condemning yourself because you pass judgment do the same thing and so he like goes he builds them up and he's like hey I'm mutually encouraged by your faith but you keep doing this and passing judgment and so I mean that's that's what you do for someone you love. And I really feel like, I gotta get my notes in there. I really feel like I've been learning a lot about humility in the last, honestly, in the last six months. Um, I used to be a super, super, super prideful kid. And I didn't realize how prideful I was just about my position, about my identity, about me being a pastor's kid, about my faith. like. 
I, I clung to pride and I would build myself up probably from a lot of insecurity and a lot of deficits within. I would just like elate myself. I know we talked about pride in the last um, Zoom call, but I used to deal with pride so much. And lately the Lord's just been like humbling me. And I think of, I talked to my friend Macy. She's like one of the best people I know. And she's a missionary in Turkey right now. And, and she just described it to me as like a season of pruning. She thinks about like, if you are you know, going to plant a new garden, you have to not only chop down the trees, but like, like dig out the roots of the trees and burn the, you know, the yard and whatever to make a new, beautiful, fruitful garden. So it's like, there's a lot of pain in humility and pain in pruning, but I feel like that's what the Lord has been working me over. Um, I literally wrote it all down. It kind of started with, with schooling. I like, evaluate I've really just had a lot of time to evaluate myself and evaluate my sin and kind of grieve my sin and I think there's times when that's appropriate and there's times when that's not but just kind of grieving my humanness and like some of the stuff that I deal with and what I'm capable of what I'm deserving of versus what the truth that God has for me and the identity that God has for me and then with everything with COVID that came and and having to be apart from people and having you know going from oh, I have the best year ever, and da 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 and giggle, 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 like good friends, and it's like, well, what happens when that's gone? Like, de-rooted, you know, and then when my grandpa passed away, and having to deal with grief, and then, you know, everything that's going on politically, and going on, you know, with George Floyd, and like, everything, it's just been like, and I guess humility may not be the right word, but I keep using it, because it really has, it just like takes you down a few notches, you know, that's kind of how I'll describe it, but I like to think, so on our faith walk, I've heard people reference to it as a roller coaster or as a walk or a run or a race. And the const, the thing is you constantly, it's, it's a movement forward. Even when I drag my feet, even whenever I am failing, it's a movement forward in whatever way. And I think, <laughs> I think it's really great to be on that. It's so great. I drew like a literal, like little, listen, I'm gonna show you guys in front of myself it's a diagram but when I'm on the mountains like it's great I'm comfortable I'm at ease I have peace like I can go praise the Lord all day long because I'm on the mountaintop you know I my emotions meet my spiritual place but when I'm down in the valley in that valley of humility of brokenness of grief whatever it looks like when things are stripped away and being pruned and being knocked down at knees when someone's speaking to you bluntly and boldly it, you look at the situation you're tired you're exhausted you're like I like whenever May was like the worst month of my life it was so hard because I was dealing like it's literally started my grandpa dying and then from there it just went from and it, it was me like I took a step away from God I was like I can't I can't begin to dive in every day I have to go work an eight-hour shift today and I can't dive in right now and present you the grief that I'm dealing with because I won't be able to like focus and work and be functional tomorrow it's not going to happen so we're I'm just taking a step away and I will admit I did that and it got to that point and then even from there feeling so like I have the entire summer till I get to this RA thing till I get to my friends till I get to school till I get to the you know I feel like we're in this waiting period of time until we get to these like promises and opportunities that we are looking forward to and I'm like I have all this time and I'm going to be working at Journey Kids and now I'm like, I love Journey Kids. You kicked me in the shins. I love you guys. But like, 
at the time I was like, I hate my job. I hate it so much. My phone's about to die. Ah! Oh, I know how to solve this. Sorry, guys. Um, at that point, I was just so discouraged because there's so much favoritism among the teachers. Like they treated kids differently. Like I just was in this like kind of really dark place. And when I say humility again, because things were just being stripped away and pruned. And I was just angry. I was just mad. And I felt like if the reason why I say all this is because Paul specifically says, I spoke bluntly, I spoke boldly to you in order that you may be sanctified and holy. My end goal here is not to destroy you and put you in the valley. My end goal is that you're sanctified and holy. And my prayer this entire year has been, God, give me deep, endurant faith. Like, give me deep, like, faith that holds on when my spouse has cancer and then she inevitably dies, but I'm still preaching and pastoring a church and loving the snot out of people. You know, faith that watches her husband pass away beside her, but then turns and thanks her family for being the best family she could ever. Like, I want that kind of faith. And that faith does not come on the mountaintop. That faith comes in the valley. And I just think of, you know, I, I heard this song by House Fires, thank you. I heard this song by House Fires and the lyrics say, I wrote the lyrics down, yes I did. I would sing them, but I'm not going to. It says, where can I run from your presence? Where can I flee from you? Even if I lie on the lowest valley, you'll find me there. And I think during the month of May, like again, I, I reference that walk and that roller coaster because it's constantly moving. But whenever I choose, I wish I could just choose to stay on the mountaintop. That's not gonna happen because we live in a fallen world and I'm a human and I sin and whatever. Like that, like at first I had thought about that. I was like, why can't I park on a mountaintop, God? And I was like, mm, okay, good try, Micah. But like, I can choose to lay in the valley. I can choose to like a toddler, shove my heels in the ground and say, I'm done with this. Like I, I'm laying here, I give up. And I, I just imagine like the analogy in my head, like playing out and me just lying in the valley as the sun sets. And you know, the shadows start falling and the sun just like slowly sinks and my hope is gone and I'm just done. And I just want to lie there in my pity, lie there in my frustration, lie there in this question of why is this happening? Why? Even though my prayer has literally been deep endurance, faith, give me a holy hunger. I want to be, I want to know you in a deeper, more intimate, more understanding way. Like I want to be there, which doesn't come on the mountaintop, like I said. And I just have this vision of me lying there and then just looking over and just seeing a flower bloom. And I, I don't know why, that's just been my image this whole time. And, and God says that he's near to the broken heart. And that's what I picture. Like God's intimate, loving, holy presence that weeps with me and sits with me and holds me and surrounds me as peace as I'm watching one of my family members pass away. Like in those deep dark places where I just like cannot do anything but sit there and cry or sit there and like give up he's still with me and that's what produces you know my not even my faith I don't even have faith in myself at that point I have faith in God and that's what produces my trust and my relationship with him that Abba Father I'm running to Jesus I'm running to Jesus but through Jesus to God my Father and so I feel like and another analogy that God has been putting in my heart, which I just, I don't know why, I just love it, is like silly putty faith. Like I feel like God's just been like stretching me and pulling me. And there are times that literally, like when, when everything first started happening with, with George Floyd and his death and everything, like every night that week, I just sat and wept. Like I, like I didn't know how to even like, and like I talked to you about this dread last night. 
I feel everything. Emily, you know this. When I feel something, I feel one billion percent. And so when everything went down, like, and I do like 100 billion percent worse if I don't address it and if I don't feel everything. When everything was going down and like my heart was breaking and I like on every level for every person involved, for every heartache, for every, like, I just couldn't even wrap my mind around all the things that were happening. Like I was just grieving so much and I, I felt like I couldn't move forward and like praising God and being with, and doing something for God. We get to that point in our faith where it's like, you give me, give me, give me, but I want to give to you, give to you, give to you now. I no longer want to take, take, take from God, but give to God. Like when I get to that point, but I felt like I couldn't give because I was just breaking. And so I've realized in those deep valleys, like my prayers been like ignorantly, stupidly, God, give me deep endurance faith. Tee, like I want to be a good Christian. Tee. And God's like, get ready. <laughs> like, and he's and that's the thing is like Paul this is why it's so important Paul addresses I spoke really bluntly and harshly to you so that you can be sanctified and God's doing these things for sanctification can you hear me still I just saw myself yes for sanctification and holiness and so I had to get to that point of realization and to that point of and that's the entire book of Romans is I'm building you up and we're being mutually encouraged and I love you and like you're awesome but also we need to get into the nitty gritty because it produces a better product because it produces someone holier. Another thing that I want to add to that now that I'm thinking of it, I'm reading this book and it's called Visions from Heaven. And it's about a lady. She did ministry in like television and film for a long time. She would create, I don't know. She had a book series that she wrote that was like on the end times and da, 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 and she had this ministry and she got really sick and had to deal with a lot of physical problems and it was like a whole thing but afterwards as she got closer to god she'd have like visions of her visiting him um it's really cool it's a really good book but visiting him in heaven and it and just like what she saw and the throne room and different people that are involved in ministry and like it was just super cool but she spoke specifically on this one lady who'd come from a really broken background and this and that and the lady like whenever this lady would praise during her life even in the brokenness and stuff like all of it she said like as she was viewing this from heaven as jesus was showing her around heaven and doing these things like all of heaven would stop god would like god the father would like hold up his hand and heaven would stop and during that moment of praise like it showed like incense flickering on the altar and he was like a daughter with her father and no matter what was going on she would always have that time to praise and like she just had such an intimate and lovely relationship and friendship with him that when she got to heaven like which i've thought about this i want to get to heaven like obviously I feel like I will recognize God because of his glory and love and magnificence and the throne and everything but like have you ever thought of like what if you walked into heaven and you were like you look Jesus in the eyes and you were like who are you <laughs> you know what I mean like not really but like low-key me and so I'm I like when I get that. to heaven when I get to heaven I just want to like bulldoze straight in through the gates and like go find know who God is you know what I mean like and we have that opportunity on earth like we talked a little bit back about weird theology and about like what if Hitler was in heaven blah, blah, blah. but yeah, that's for another like, day like <laughs> we have the option is... on this earth to... say it again I was gonna say that's that okay. is actually gonna be another episode but 
Well, we have the option on this earth to have that intimate of a relationship with God where I sprint through the gates every night that I'm reading my Bible, that I'm praying, that I'm spending time with God and sprinting to him and being like having incense for him. And it said like this lady that was in heaven, she had a giant mansion and like she had all these blessings and this and that. And she like had her own special rose garden because God knew that she liked to smell the roses when she saw one and like all these intimate, lovely details and and jesus basically surmised it with she's gotten to the point where she's a friend of god like she's no i mean like obviously she's his daughter and stuff but like we have the opportunity to not only like you know you get to the point in your relationship with your parents where you're like you're my parent but like we're good friends now you know what i mean like we're both adults obviously i'm never going to be on the same level as god ever but like i want to be god's friend like whenever i call on him and i spend time with him i want him to be like eager to spend time with me and this and that like and we have that opportunity and I think that's so stinking cool and so yeah but basically the rest of Romans because I missed like a whole chapter <laughs> is just him being like I can't wait to see you I'm refreshed by your company da, 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 da. here's all the people that are important say hi to them farewell and then glory 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 to God yeah, I think that's really all I have. That's really good stuff. Really good stuff.